Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. And welcome to Music to My Beers, our program that airs here on Sunday mornings, 10 to noon. I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck. It's been hit or miss, I feel like, this new year. No, it's been hit and miss, miss. Oh, okay. Oh, man. How is that even possible? uh, The show had to take an unscheduled hiatus last week, but we're back at full strength. Zach's here, I'm here, and we got company. Yeah, that's right. We've got Dave Michael from uh, Rue 152 down in Napanee. And uh, I'm excited. You you brought some beers with you. I did. I brought a few brew pops. Yeah. So it's Rue 152 or is it Rue Brewing Company? Ha- yeah, yeah. We're kind of... So the location itself is Rue 152. The address is 152 Market Street. Okay. Uh, we kind of try to do a little bit of separation with the brewery. So I kind of try to brand it as Rue Brewing a little bit when I'm out doing beer specific stuff. So we're going to call it Rue Brewing. Rue Brewing, too. yeah. Rue Brewing. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, dude, we're excited. Thanks for making the trip. I know that's uh, a considerable huck from uh, from Napanee. So for first-time guests, find out a little bit more about you for starters. Okay. Uh, Dave, how old are you? I'm 38 years old. Where are you from? Thanks. I'm from northeast Indiana, a little town called Fremont. And how did oh. you make the massive migration from Fremont all the way down to Napanee? <laughs> well, I've kind of been hopping all around for a while, honestly, uh... I lived in Fort Wayne for a while, and then I moved out to Denver, and then I moved back here to Elkhart, and then I moved to Napanee, and now I'm living in Fort Wayne again and driving to Napanee for work. Oh, wow. Just like <laughs> a just little like bit of everywhere. Then. Oh, yeah, dude. I drive <laughs> I drive probably 900 miles a week. According to the government, that's 17,000 business miles per week. <laughs> so, all right, so you're 38. You've hopped all over the place. How did you How did you happen to get into craft beer? Before we get into what exactly it is you do with Rue Brewing. Yeah. Uh, so, like a lot of others, I just started home brewing. Really geeked out on that. Spent way too much money on that. Um, and then my right around that time, my hometown of angola fremont angola opened up a brewery called chapman's okay oh yeah uh and one of my best friends was the uh assistant brewer there so i was getting i was geeking out on brewing and i i showed up there and would just kind of weasel my way in there making appearances (laughs) and learning stuff and uh volunteering my what i could you know i would help out on canning days and then eventually uh, Jared started teaching me how to wash tanks and stuff like that. And uh, after, I don't know, six months of doing that or something like that, uh, head brewer at the time left. Jared got bumped up, and then Jared hired me as the assistant brewer. So Chapman's oh, was your wow. first paycheck from Craft Beer. Yes. Very yep. cool. And how um, many at this point, so you're you're in, and then where does Craft Beer take you from Chapman's? Like, what's the next step? Uh, it's been a journey, man. It's been a journey. So, uh, I spent about two and a half years at Chapman's that kind of started to stall out for me a little bit. Okay. So, uh, made a really risky decision and, uh, just moved to Denver. Whoa, beer town USA. (laughs) And did you work in beer when you moved out to Denver then? Yep. So luckily my little brother was already out there and he had this tiny apartment literally the size of this room and uh i stayed with him for a few weeks and i have a big family too i have a family of eight 
So I went out alone to find work. (laughs) I look back on it and just think about how crazy it is. Uh, But luckily, I found work pretty much right away. Um, I started working for Stranahan's Colorado Whiskey right away. Um, And that was a great job, lots of fun. Um, I've seen on your... uh, uh uh, Instagram, you have some distilling history too then, yes. working in the whiskey and, and whatnot. So do you bring any of that into Rue Brewing as well? Yes, we're actually okay. a full-on distillery as well. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we're living yeah. so Best much. Both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> we're here with Dave Michael from Rue Brewing in uh, in Napanee. Now, all right, so you're you're in Denver. You're smoking weed, probably. <laughs> I, look at the, I look at the beard, and I think that's why he moved out to Denver. But So you're, you're in the distilling game. So how long are you there before you eventually make your way back here to the Midwest? So I was only there for nine or ten months, something like that. Um, like I said, I have a big family. It's mixed. My wife has some kids. I have some kids. So that got a little complicated with custody stuff. The kids that were supposed to, were, all the kids were supposed to come, right? Huh? We've we've always had custody of all the kids. But that got a little messed up and kids couldn't come out. So we had to get back to Indiana. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that's when I became the head brewer for Evil Check, right here. All right. Oh, wow, our neighbors. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. over there. Cool. Uh, so I did that for a while. Um, that wasn't the best fit for me. Uh-huh. Uh, and right around that time, Rue, um, some of the owners of Rue were looking around. Well before, I mean, they didn't have the building. They didn't have anything yet. So they, they put out some feelers on uh, Pro Brewer. And I called the guys, and uh, we met up and hit it off. And it was really just a much better fit for me. So I got to get over to Rue, and that took a lot longer to open up than oh, expected. Yeah. You know, hey, everybody we talk to in the craft beer game locally and, and everywhere else is that yeah, you, you plan on opening X, and by the time you get around, it's you know, sometimes a year, 16, 18 months even after yep. when the anticipated opening date is just yep. because it's hard, and there's a lot of things that go on, and any one of those things slip through the cracks, and suddenly moving gets pushed back. So so then, bam, Rue opens, and you're the you're the head guy now. Yes. Yes, and I was, I was at another place in the interim. Oh. Uh, I was the head brewer for The Strand uh, in Dwajek, Michigan. A while oh um help them put together their brewery because when they when i started talking to them they hadn't opened their brewery yet they the owners had bought their the majority of their equipment and they needed to hire a brewer so i came in and found all the missing parts that needed okay. to happen yeah. and then made their first rounds of beers for about six months before rue could put me on payroll you know yeah um yeah, I think Rue was at least it was it was a good year and a half late. Yeah. Mm. Well, we find that's a common thing too. Mm-hmm. I mean, my brother he went he did shift brewing for a brewery that had you know twenty four hours. It's kind of a, a bigger place down in Atlanta that he could work you know while he was waiting to open up his own place. But that's a, a, a common theme. So you get you still you know work on your craft and you can have that experience and you know add that to the resume and and then here we are and you you brought beers with you. Now of the beer you brought, what's the first one you want us to try? I think uh, we'll tap into Simmer Down. It's in one of these crawler cans over here. Simmer Down. It's uh-huh. just a American Light Lager. There you go. Nice. Okay. I'll yep. let you do. Crispy boy. 
crack that one open. Now, as far as, as beer brewing goes, and we kind of in the last segment got your story and how you uh, wound up in Napanee where you're at. Mm-hmm. Beer styles, what are your favorite? Because we've had people come in here and say, hey, I want to brew what the people drink. We've had people come in and say, I only brew what I like. People come at this from different angles, whether you're an IPA guy, you like barley wines, you know, hazies. Mm. What's your thing, dude? Sure. Uh, so I don't really have a thing. <laughs> I, I kind of try to stay away from the idea of favorites, really, because I, I kind of feel like it artificially locks you into things. Yeah. Um, is there something that you really just enjoy brewing, like the process of it? Yeah, wait, what was the first beer you ever brewed? Oh, you yeah. Said you oh, home first homebrew I ever brewed was an extract kit of an American brown ale. Yeah, it was pretty horrible, just like, <laughs> yeah. just like most people. I, you know, most of my homebrews were pretty horrible. You toss you toss that one out or you you drink it? You oh, yeah, we offer? crushed it. We okay, crushed it. Good, good. <laughs> no beer goes to waste or <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, no, no alcohol abuse. You'd rather, I mean, shoot. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. You know, I in the moment thought it was great, but what's what? What is this one? This is a, an American Pale, American Light Lager. Yeah, oh, Light Lager. Okay, I got crispy. It. This is uh, by far our number one seller. We do ninety five percent of our sales just through our taps in the restaurant. Wow. Um, we haven't really developed much of a distro system yet. What is the distro system currently? Is it like self distributed? Where you yeah, can go around somebody. I'll wait for somebody to call me. Okay, and I'll like, write. Dave, I need the, some. Yes, yeah, bring it over, and I'll yeah. write the invoice and take it to them. <laughs> oh, cool, awesome! This is man. incredible. But the color is what gets me right off the bat. Maybe it's the awful fluorescent lighting here. But the man, this looks like it's almost <laughs> glowing. It's so like oh yeah, it does, yellow. It? Yeah, super clear, really bright. Yeah. Yep. And and in a world of like hazies and stuff, where everybody wants to have like the haziest, juiciest type of beer, this. This is my go-to on a lot of days because it's like you can have uh, a couple of these. What, what's the percentage on this? Or two. Oh, yeah. perfect. Hey, per- perfect for Zach, the parent on the go. <laughs> <laughs> when I want something refreshing, but I can still get my kids to and from, this is what I reach for. Got a busy day ahead gotta, of me. Got to maintain, man. You got to stay slightly but this pickled. Is, this yeah. is also great, too, because at this point in the, in the craft beer game, I mean, I, there's been a beer style that's brought everybody in. To this point, but there's still a lot of people out there that, you know, Bud Light, Miller Light is still the biggest selling beers in America. So to get those people who like the beer taste and want the beer and they're not interested in, you know, sunny D tasting beers. Right. This is what you need to to go with. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people are starting to turn this direction. This is harder to make than a hazy, correct? Totally. Yes. It's it's harder to make well. You got to have temperature control and all that stuff. But there's a lot of just little, little techniques with clean lagers that, um, it takes a while to learn, and if you don't get it right, you can tell right away. Now, if you're drinking one of these, not from obviously from brew brewing, but somewhere else, and something's not right with this, what will we taste? Like, what's a good dead giveaway that something went wrong with the lagering process, or something just didn't turn out right? Um, if you get like hints of butter, okay, mm. that's uh, diacetyl. Diacetyl. Okay. Yeah, I that's, know that from just really small like terms when I was a part mm-hmm. of like a home brewing group group you know mm-hmm. you get to like some of that stuff but you can like add that to the beer and kind of taste what that would taste like and it's like really like kind of slimy right like a yep it'll give you a mouth feel and kind of like popcorn uh like movie popcorn butter hey, i'm thinking right yeah. now i've tasted beers that taste like oh yeah, yeah. lots and lots, and lots. Yeah. You, start, you start looking for it man you will find it well that's, uh. kind, of, that's kind of how the hazy thing took off is because it was a it was a way to mask flaws in the if, am i getting sure. this right like 
that was kind of a lazy way to do that that to do an IPA, and it became sort of like in fashion after Treehouse and some other places yeah. started hitting home runs with it. But as far as like technical aspects of brewing, it's not really that hard. You know, I, I would say that loggers are definitely um, probably the most uh, difficult, most skillful style. Mm. But hazies are kind of tricky too, man. Everybody's got them. Everybody's doing them. Getting that right balance of strong hop flavor yeah. and mm-hmm. not the bitterness is is a little tricky and I'm, getting the haze to stay i think i'm to the point now where i'm having trouble because it's been such a thing for so many years and i love it so much like i i love crushing hazies you mm-hmm. know i got the belly to show it but <laughs> i don't recognize or my tongue doesn't recognize if i'm having a bad one or if this isn't as good like i've got some some mainstays that i enjoy like m43 is a great example of one that i like yeah. But I don't know how to taste how to how to taste one that is like sucks. Right. All I know is I don't enjoy it as much as this one. But I don't know what went wrong or why I don't like it. And you know, conversely, like if if there's too much lactose or not enough, or you get some of those milkshake sure. ones. Like yeah. I don't know if I'm having a bad one or a good one. They all just taste good to me. Right. So I don't know if I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, tongue blind as as you could I guess say, but. Well, and I know that everybody has like a different like spin on their hazy, whether it's the type of yeast or it's the proteins, water, like it, it all goes into that. But I've I've actually had one of your hazies, the mango hyperbole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's like the milkshake IPA. Milkshake, you yep. had a little bit of lactose in there and mm-hmm. stuff. What a butt kisser. I know. I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm all in on Rue right now. <laughs> and now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers. B-movie! Uh, we have a special celebrity guest in this week, all the way from Napanee. He started out getting down here on Thursday, finally made it just in time for the show Sunday. We're pumped. It's Dave <laughs> Michael from Rue Brewing, and uh, we're pleased to have you aboard. How this works is we'll pick a movie, and this week we're going to mm-hmm. do Spider-Man No Way Home. It's the biggest movie in America, and obviously the biggest movie since uh, post-pandemic. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I haven't either. And you, Dave? I have not seen it. No? I'm yeah. I'm actually, I'll go first. I'm not a Spider-Man fan. What? Uh, I collected comic books when I was a kid, and I liked Venom, couldn't stand Spider-Man, and I was I, I liked the Fantastic Four. I really liked Batman, didn't care for Superman, but Spider-Man was always no big deal. And I think I saw the first one or the second one with Tobey Maguire. Uh-huh. Whatever yeah. one that the Chad Kroger and Josie Scott song was big on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Like, Spider-Man's never been that bu- enough to compel me to... Uh, I, I had I had the Spider-Man game for Game Gear, and that was the last time I was really like interested in anything Spider-Man had going on. Oh, man. Yeah, so I think it would take a lot to get me to... To get me to sit through this. Now, saying that, I know it's also the fourth largest grossing film in American history. Mm, yeah, yeah. Endgame, uh, Star Wars... Is Harry Potter up there? And uh, Avatar. No, Harry Potter's oh. not. Must have got kicked out by but Spider-Man. Titanic uh, get knocked off of there? Yeah, earlier. Yeah. earlier <laughs> Man. Spider-Man uh, No Way Home took out Titanic, I think, two weeks ago to break into the top ten. And <laughs> Holy just, cow. And it just surpassed $700 million, which puts it ahead of uh, Black Panther earlier this week. So, yeah, it's the fourth biggest movie of all time, and I haven't seen it, which maybe makes me a bad radio DJ. Like, I should be able to talk about it. But <laughs> you, you should. We need to work out that endorsement or something so you can go see movies. Spider-Man endorsement. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to give this, because it's going to be a painful experience, I have two left of the uh, my, of my 2018 Bourbon County regulars. Oh, okay. And I went through the last of my 2017s last week, uh, earlier this week, actually on Monday, and I couldn't believe it because of the coffee one. I had the barley wine the week before from 2017, and uh-huh. it, it was a waste. I wasted the mm. beer. I, I let it sit there too long. <laughs> it was just bleh. So I had the coffee was the last one I had, and the coffee actually still hung on just a tiny bit. 
which I was shocked because usually that's one of the first flavors to go poof into the night mm-hmm. Yeah, when you hold on to something. And I don't know why I feel the need when it says bottle condition for up to five years to hold on to it for all five years. But <laughs> let's have let's have more of those moments to open up, you know, the, yeah, the bottle well, and, and so celebrate. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna <laughs> this, it would take me two serious heavy hitter stouts to get through that. So I'm going to give it two. You know what? I actually have not or I had not seen Far From Home, which is like the precursor to this one. So there's like homecoming far from home now there's no way home and and whatnot so i was like i need to catch up because i haven't seen no way home so i need to catch up and see far from home and i actually really enjoyed it it had jake gyllenhaal in there he played the mysterio character and it was like kind of a a twist there the end i don't want to spoil it from you guys (laughs) because you guys seem like big spider-man fans (laughs) but i would give if i'm gonna watch no way home i'm gonna give it one and i'm gonna go in with one because Spider-Man's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I'm going to go with the brewery that's in my neighborhood. And that's Crooked U. So I'm going to go with one uh, Gleek Goza in, into that. One Crowler how old of Gleek Goza. Your, how old is your son now? He's six. He's got to be but, getting right into that wheelhouse of Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, like the big three, uh, right? He loves Spider-Man so much, but now my wife has warped his mind with Harry Potter. So they're listening to Harry Potter, and he's watching some of the Harry movies, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> come on, let's get into Star Wars and Spider-Man and some of the cool superheroes that we can watch. But yeah, he's, he's right that fun age where your imagination just goes buck wild as a little boy. Give me two more years. I'm going to have him I'm convinced there. on the Spider-Man chain. <laughs> uh, Dave Michael from Rue Brewing in Napanee, what say you? Now, this is a great chance to plug your own brew, so when you're ready, right. make sure you mention one of your babies. So, I haven't seen any of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, but I've been a fan Andrew of... Andrew Garfield or GTFO. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've seen the other two. I I like them. Uh, not a huge fan of any of that. I like uh, that type of movie for sure. So, I don't think it would take too much for me to get through this. Um, I think I would probably just need one simmer down light lager from Rue. Nice. Wow, what a, you know what it is? It's like Zen-like self-control. Mm. One line <laughs> for an entire movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, that's all it would take me, but I would have several more just. Oh, yeah. Just to. To really enjoy the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, Highly rated, but the full then, flavor. Yeah, bring in all the extra uh, beer. Maybe yeah. this next week, Zach and I will get off our duffs and actually see it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to find a way. I have to now. Now that I saw the second one, the second someone tells me I have to see something, it becomes a homework assignment, and <laughs> I just don't do it. Don't you got to read this. You got to watch this. I'm like, I won't listen to this band. I I guarantee the guy I won't. that has oh, not seen Elf ever. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, you gotta see Elf. And we are pretty much everywhere when it comes to the uh, the World Wide Web. We we like to consider ourselves two pit bulls, just without the uh, what's this two one nine three six five. I don't know. I don't know what, how it goes. What's that? Hello, fellow youths. I'm also yeah. a cool kid. I'm a cool. I can remember all my Pitbull <laughs> lyrics from Miami. <laughs> uh, you're, but you're right, though. But, we're, we're everywhere. If you are on any social media platform, be it uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just search for Music to My Beers. You'll find it pretty easily, and you can also uh, podcast this show. If you didn't hear Ooh. some of it or you want to relive every moment of it, you can check it out just uh, right around lunchtime on Mondays. Zach will throw it up. Minus the music, so you can mow it down in about half an hour. It's a nice, tight little beer podcast. Uh, on Instagram, we do Beer Shirt Thursdays. You can check that out. And we also are on Untapped at Music. Just search at Dad Beers for Zach, and you'll get Man Bear Cluck for me, and you can uh, drink along with us, and we can see what you're drinking. And we have a Facebook group. Yeah, and the Facebook group is where a lot of the action goes down. Like, if there's any news and notes, like newsworthy type stuff, you've got something going on. Maybe you've got an expansion, a new location, 
or if um, maybe you you've got this beer mail. Um, I noticed old man Ernie; he got some beer mail from uh, Toppling Goliath that looked pretty sweet. Yeah, somehow he got turmoil delivered to his house, which was uh, pretty impressive uh, to me, <laughs> and I'm sure the he's, authorities. He's got some connections, <laughs> it seems. Yeah, and uh, and we're here with Dave Michael of Rue Brewing. Now, where can people keep keep up to date and find out more about Rue on the on the interweb? We have uh, all the usual suspects. We've got Facebook and Instagram um, untapped. We have actually two separate accounts. We have one that is more focused on the restaurant because mm-hmm. we're full on full menu restaurant. You've got Zachary Lucas being your head chef down there. We do, and yep. he is he is fantastic. Now, yes. as far as the beer, and maybe this is uh, for another segment, but really quick, um, short answer. Do you guys collaborate as far as like, here's what the menu is going to be. Maybe the beer can reflect this kind of taste or have beer and food pairings that you can work on in-house. Yeah. Uh, I believe he uses several of our beers and all the menu um, recipes, but we do features every week. Uh, there's usually a different taco on our taco Tuesdays. And then every weekend he'll do some kind of features and he'll either, incorporate the beer into those recipes somehow or uh pair it and uh that'll usually be on our our social media posts um you know we'll kind of talk about what goes best with what you mentioned each time you mentioned untapped and you guys are on there um we like to get every brewer's thoughts about it some love it some hate it (laughs) some think it's absolutely just benign What what do you think about it i i love and hate it and i'm way too addicted addicted to it i'm i'm on it several times a day um we're not one of those hype uh hot breweries where i have several dozen ratings a day i usually don't get any ratings until the weekend and it's you know three or four ratings (laughs) but i just check it every day several times a day i gotta see i gotta see and some of that is to see uh, how my beers are doing in general. I I kind of like to look at it more of uh, the overall rating. You'll have mm-hmm. the outliers that, you know, give it a five or somebody who rates something with a half cap or whatever. I don't like sours. I'm going to rate it a half cap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really love the ones where it's just these ignorant statements and I usually will share that to my own personal social media. <laughs> nice. Because I'm, yeah. I'm friends with a lot of brewers, like, you know, s- social media friends yeah, yeah. with mm-hmm. brewers oh, yeah. all over the world. So when I post stuff like that, it's usually... What's the, what's the, worst, what's the worst thing everybody's, anybody's ever written about one of your beers? Oh, man. Or one that sticks out where you're like, man, I can't believe... Because we've talked about it on the show before. It's always weird, especially locally, like... Yeah, I could dump on a beer on Untapped, but there's also a fairly good chance I'm going to run into the guy who made that right. sometime in the next three to six months. And like, <laughs> that's not something I want to do. But also, I know how hard it is to to one own a business, make a beer, put it out, turn a profit, stay open in the pandemic. So I'm not going to be the guy that craps on something that somebody's that somebody's working on. If sure. I don't like it, I just won't say anything about it. Yeah, and I think that's the consensus with most with most brewers is we we get really ticked when we see people making reviews about beers they they don't like because they don't like that style. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're not knowledgeable in, in it, what it, put into it. It happens 
all the time. These guys would be like, I'm not really an IPA guy, so I'll give this two. Oh, uh, yeah. Why are you on here, dude? Yeah. <laughs> what, what but is also, this? you got to remind yourself, too, like, you know, mm. still the majority of craft beer enthusiasts and consumers aren't on Untapped and don't yeah. have time for it. That's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the 10% nerd of the hobby. But uh, so you can follow uh, uh, Brewing on on social media, follow us, and we'll, we'll chit chat more about that. Really quick, before we close out the hour, what are we drinking right now? Because this thing looks incredible. <laughs> this is called Drupacious. This is a peach goza, Ooh. and it's bright pink. Yeah, what's which the ABV on shocks this? it's five five it's the color shocks most people because it's a peach goza and it's bright pink red purpley kind of color it kind of looks like red pop in the light yeah, yeah. <laughs> bigo, 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 but it tastes color. like a peach ring right yeah. yeah uh so all that color comes from a tea blend that i use to flavor the whole beer oh. so it's all it's all natural stuff from um a maker, a blender in Canada, and the color comes from rosehip and hibiscus. Ooh. So I didn't even know it was coming. <laughs> that color was coming when I first made it. When you poured it, you're like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. I, I made a huge mistake. Taking samples off the fermenter, and I was like, oh, it's pink. Yeah. And now it's just, it's one of our most popular beers, and I take it to every festival just because of that reaction. and. Yeah, it's not. It's got like a. It's not too thick body, but Beautiful. it's got that nice, like crispy, puckery kind of snap at the end. It's yeah, yeah. some it's tartness, really some saltiness. And who cares? You know what it looks like. Honestly, we had the one. Was it from um, Studebaker Brewing? Was it the gray matter where it was like a gray looking color? <laughs> you know, and I know that uh, Two Toms has done another one. You know, out of uh, Fort Wayne, where yeah. they it's like kind of like this gray looking thing. In a glass, it looks like the most unappetizing puddle water ever, but it tastes right. like an amazing, yeah. easy. They have yeah. some the, some super colorful beers. They've they've done uh, like this neon blue looking thing and green and yeah, they had a yeah. key lime one that was pretty yeah. a couple of years ago so never judge a beer by the color no that comes out of tap no oh, that, man. that's our it's one beautiful of, though it is time for split one as we crest the top of the hour here our music to my beers it's cluck it's zach we're back in the studio everyone's happy healthy safe and we're joined with uh by dave michael all the way from napanee he comes to us by by way of rue brewing and uh we're actually we're sampling one of your heavy hitters for the split one today and this one one is a sexy bottle but two it's a uh, relatively thick boy. Oh, yeah. At 12%. Yeah. Tell us about this beer, Dave. So this is an old-fashioned inspired barley wine. Uh, so it starts out as sort of a hybrid between English and American barley wine. So what's the difference between English and American? I'm, I'm not familiar. Um, mostly ingredients, but also English yeah. is uh, <laughs> is a bit less hoppy. Oh, okay. And bitter. You use the same kind of yeast that you typically use for barley wine. Uh, yeah, that'll okay. kind of be another one of those ingredient things. So Ooh. you'll you'll kind of lean towards the English style yeast and with the with the English barley wines. Uh, um, I'm gonna go ahead and taste it right now because I'm curious. Yeah, I'm super. I it, I just smelled do, it. And do I'm the like, little uh, three sip method if you guys are familiar with that. What's the three sip? Number method? one's gonna shock your palate. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, coming off of that um, sour that we just had, whoa, that does have a little bit of a shock factor mm-hmm. to it. Two, you'll start to acclimate, and three, you can really start getting into it. How many sips are you on, Warren? Two, and it's funny, you get that real that cherry toward the end. Yeah. And it's rough for me, because I have an aunt that I hang out with from time to time, and she makes old fashions, but 
it's pretty much just Southern Comfort with a splash of Coke and a cherry in it. <laughs> so I'm having trouble rectifying the flavor profile of an actual traditional old fashioned versus the one my aunt okay. Charlene makes okay. me. You know, at, when I go visit, <laughs> this is this is much more complex and pleasing. Oh yeah, sounds like Auntie likes to party. Dude. Yeah. So <laughs> traditional old fashioned is very whiskey heavy. Uh, you can do several different styles of whiskey with that, but that is the the very forward flavor is the whiskey. And there's usually a little bit of sugar, a little bit of orange, and a uh, Luxardo cherry. Now, when you're building uh, okay. a profile for a barley wine like this, um, you know, I, I know you, you obviously you had what it was going to, you wanted it to taste like before you started making it. What's the first step in building a flavor profile for something like this? Like, You've got the. It's not just throw a bunch of stuff together and see what hits, and then say, "Oh, it tastes like this." But what what is your first step? So, thankfully, that cocktail is pretty simple, right? It's mm-hmm. it's whiskey heavy, little bit of sweetness, little bit of orange, a little bit of cherry. Those are pretty simple things to do with a beer. So, I have, uh, like I said earlier, I, I worked for Stranahan, so I have contacts there, and I get. I get some of their barrels. I have to drive out there once a year. To Denver? Mm-hmm. Darn. <laughs> how long, hey, how long does that take? Uh, if you're really hitting it hard and not making a lot of stops, it's about 16 hours. Oh, wow. That's a haul. Yeah. It usually turns into like 18, though. What do you drive when you go out there? You take a truck? So we actually have a little company vehicle, a little Nissan Pathfinder and a trailer, and uh, we'll just load the the trailer up with barrels and, and they're great barrels and they're my buddies. So they leave them a little, a little moist. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so we definitely get a lot of whiskey flavor out of our barrel aged beers. So that's how you come with a whiskey thick. profile, but how would you're building mm-hmm. this recipe? Are you like, okay, I want to hit an orange, but I don't want it to overpower everything. Mm-hmm. And I want just a little bit of like, how do you, how do you measure that out? Sort of. Um, they're, <laughs> There might be a proper way to do it. Um, I just kind of go at it like this seems about right, yeah. <laughs> based based on other beers I've made in the past, and uh, usually I come pretty close. You know, I don't nail it every time, but is the does? orange added to the barrel or like to the barrel, or is it added like during fermentation or uh, uh, what am I looking for? Brewing boil boil. Uh, not for this one. Okay. So, um, the orange comes in after it's done barrel aging even. Oh, okay. So the, they get barrel aged with the Luxardo cherries. And I make that distinction because Luxardos are a different, different animal with the cherry world. Man. They're not it's like not cordials. Just a little, the little jar, you know, yeah. it's, they're expensive. You know, you get one of those little jars, it's like 15 bucks. So I put a gallon in each barrel, and then they get barrel-aged for about a year, and then that beer will come off of the barrels and get like a couple days on some orange peel, because that orange really hits it pretty hard and quick. Yeah, And then I also will pour a bottle of um, bitters in there. And this is available for carryout at at Rue Brewing? Yes. Perfect. Nice. All right, we're yeah, going to take a solid. break and let this roll around for a little bit because this is a heavy one, so we got to pace ourselves. Our staff picks for the week, and so we each go around the horn, uh, pick out two beers, and then we'll add that into our own uh, 
six pack, and it's called the Pick Six. So for one of the first ones I'm going to add in is we just got word that Sun King Brewery is going to open up a location here in Mishawaka, and then also I saw that they're going to open up another one down in Sarasota, Florida, of all places. Yes. How crazy is that? Like, I, I don't know what the connection is, if like there's some... Apparently they've had a lot of sales in, in, in that Florida? area, yeah. Wow. I mean, I and I, I've loved like their cream ale. That's one that I'm going to add in here. If you've never had Sun King before and you want to, it's very approachable. It's it's one of the the better ones that they have in their lineup. So I'm looking forward to it. See what they do here in Mishawaka, and then also um, when I get down to my, visit my sister, Sheila's down in Sarasota. You can have some Sun King down there as well. Um, the other one that I'm going to throw in. Oh man, I was debating this and i think i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna say hop slam pick up hop slam i haven't seen right now dude it uh i saw one guy walk out of uh, martin's with a six pack of it and so i went in there and i was like looking around on all the shelves i don't know if he had the hookup or whatnot but he was walking out of the store with it in hand and i'm like i didn't bother to ask him because i'm like oh i'll pick it up here I couldn't find it for the rest of that week until later in the week when I went up to Niles at Crocker's and I found that they got their shipment in because it's Michigan, it's the state. But then as I'm making my way back down south, I'm like, "Ah, I'll stop into Citywide and and they had it too. So I think that it's going to be pretty much everywhere, especially by now. So that that to me is just, it's like... Walk, don't run to your dearest bottle shop. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a, one of those special releases that, like, every time it comes around, it just brings back a flood of memories. It's like a, a very traditional thing. I'm and just excited because now it's in 16 ounce cans, and like, it's like Bell's decided you've all proven you can be big boys around a double IPA, <laughs> so we'll give you the big cans now. Well, you've got the weekday hop slam, which is the 12 ouncer, and then yeah. you've got the weekender, which is your 16 ouncer. So it's perfect. I'm going to throw in my first one's going to be a nice alternative to hop slam, and it's on it's on store shelves. You can find it uh, usually at bottle shops, not grocery stores, but. Stone's Ruination 2.0 is a great double IPA. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, I think Uproxx.com recently did a, a taste test of the best doubles. Hop Slam was up there, but also Ruination 2.0, and I thought, yeah, that is a good one. And that one was one of the first double IPAs that came out in Bombers that you thought, like, my evening is messed up, man. Like, <laughs> this is the end for me today. But it's, you know, it's, it's like anything else with Stone products, moderately priced, easy to find, and always on point. I haven't had a bad Stone beer yet. And the other one I'm going to throw in is one that I had on the complete opposite end of the spectrum because they all they all can't be, you know, mind erasers <laughs> as much as you might like them to be. Uh, it's the Crushworthy Locale Citrus Wheat from Great Lakes. Oh, how is that one? Okay. Uh, it's really good. And I got it as part of a variety pack. Uh, I was at Kroger. They had a 12-pack of Great Lakes, and it was a couple of hazies, a couple of different IPAs, but they had the, the Crushworthy Locale. It's basically, it kind of drinks like a... You know, lighthearted is that sort of diet, mm-hmm. two-hearted. Yeah. It's very much in the same wheelhouse with this. It almost tastes like, and I know it's a different brewery, but like a like a mini gumball head. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, and Founders had an all-day uh, wheat over the summer that was that was not too bad. But I think that nice weedy punch kind of makes up for the, the fact that it's a lighter beer. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was really good. I was kind of sad there were only three in the variety pack. I'm not going to go buy 12 more beers just to get three more of these. But right. <laughs> if it's ever out a 12-pack around summertime, that's going to be a definite lawnmower crusher. Now, Dave Michael of Rue Brewing and Epony. You could throw in whatever beers you want, <laughs> but this is also shameless plug time where you want okay. to pile some love on and okay. promote your brewery. Go ahead. I've had a few plugs in here already, so I'm going to throw some love out. Ooh. Uh, first one's going to be... Uh, Hazy Landing from my dude Eddie at the Landing Brewing Company in Fort Wayne. 
All right. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, and then let's throw in soup of the day from the crew at Goshen Goshen Brewing. Yeah, that's uh, Zach's home turf. Yeah, I do I love what Jesse and the guys are putting out there? there. <laughs> I'm like, yo, can I come into Goshen? He's like, not today, son. Nope. Today, uh, Zach's not out there wild. I'm, I'm basically the unofficial mayor of Goshen. My favorite, thing about, <laughs> my favorite thing about that building is like it's just it's so interesting. I know it's an old Nipsco plant or yeah. you know, station, but man, what an interesting place to have Super uh, cool. a craft brewery. I don't mm. know if this is true or not, but I, I heard that he might have bought it for a dollar and then put like the improvements into the building over the course of the years. I, I should probably just ask him. Like, what I do feel you like I've heard that story too. I'm not sure if you just hadn't sort of insulted Goshen's current mayor Jeremy Stutzman <laughs> and said you're the unofficial mayor. I'm sure you could have gotten a pretty quick answer about oh, it. Man. <laughs> No, me and me and Jeremy were friends. We're, we're Facebook friends. Yeah, we're totally Facebook friends. Legit. One of Real the areas, tight. One of the listening area's most handsome mayors. He hates when <laughs> yeah. we say that. <laughs> so there's our pick six for the week. We brought a ton of stuff, and we're getting into some really <laughs> high gravity stuff. We found out a lot about you and how you came into the world, the the world of craft brewing, and how you wind up uh, how you wound up in Napanee at Rue, and how far you drive for work, mm-hmm. which is intense to say the least. But um, <laughs> uh, so how long how long have you been with Rue? I've been with Rue since before the beginning. So um, I started talking with uh, the owners right around four years ago, I believe. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's an awesome moment for any small town when craft brewing shows up. Like when Brandon opened up Niles Brewing Company, Niles was like, yeah. we did it. We got our own brewery. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Japanese, same deal. Tiny town. They've yes. got their own craft brewery. How's the community embraced you guys? Uh, I mean, you it's know, been pretty great, notwithstanding. Right, <laughs> that's the thing about uh, Napanee. It's super interesting, and with Rue, I don't know if you guys have been in there yet, but it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting to have in Napanee. Yeah, uh, I've always heard it's like a destination. Like people have told me, you need to go there. It's a great date night. It's it's, and for me, I, I live in South sure. Bend, and me and my wife, so it'd be like a little bit of travel, but it's still like. It's a destination hotspot. Yeah, I think it's a total of 7,000 square feet. We have five different seating areas right now, and we just acquired another building right next to us for like next year sometime for another area that's more brewery-focused. But right now, we have uh, family dining. We have an area that has glass surrounding the brewery that's kind of more brew pub-type feel. We've got a kind of loft area that overlooks the family dining, and then we have a banquet area, and then we have outdoor seating in the alley. And I think that adds up to a little over 400 capacity. Wow. Uh, and the, It's like half the town. When you're right. speaking my language of family dining, it's like I can take the kids to Rue. You <laughs> yes, know, not a yes. lot of places you can do that. And you, you walk in the door, you kind of... If you've been to Napanee at all, it's yeah, it's a small little little town that's uh, got a lot of Amish history. Um, and then you walk into Rue, and it kind of feels like it's in Chicago or New York or something like that, or Vegas. And it's really interesting because the back parking lot has uh, a hitching post for the carriages, and <laughs> we'll have. Uh, whole Amish families come in with traditional garb and 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 hang out in this like super modern looking building. It's just it's really 
interesting dynamic. Definitely nice to have something to watch <laughs> while you're you're having beers. Now, if, if you think about making the trip out to to Napanee and, and checking out Rue, how many beers do you guys typically have on tap in a given week? Uh, we usually have thirteen or fourteen. Uh, so we have we have fourteen taps, and uh, one or two of those at a time have been taken over by draft cocktails. Okay, because we're also a distillery, mm. so I've been mixing up cocktails to put on draft as well. Now, what's uh, what are like what are the big three? Because every brewery's kind of got those beers or two that they hang their hat on or their <laughs> signature beers. What what are Rue's big three beers? Uh, so number one top seller is our Simmer Down Light Lager. Okay, it's really small good. town. Yeah. Everybody's you know it's kind of the Coors Light crowd. They come in and they crush those things. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's our big one. And then right behind that is Drupacious, the Peach Goza. It's just really interesting. It's new for a lot of people. It's pretty to look at uh and it tastes pretty good and then we have uh settle in west coast lager or west coast ipa sorry nice yeah and we've yeah. had we have four that have like always been on now if people oh, are coming yeah. to make the trip and they're you know obviously it's a long drive back can I, you guys i mean obviously you've got beer available to go yeah we have uh several different bottles uh bombers we have the pint-sized ones we have a uh, crawler machine there we have growlers uh, we still have some stuff in cans you have your own canning line there or how do you do that no kind of we stuff? did some mobile canning for a while hopefully sometime in the next few years we'll get like a super micro canner type deal yeah cool yeah, yeah. well because it's pretty awesome i mean just to get like a mixer of you know four can- tall boys and yeah. you can take that with you you know yeah, we cool. have the pint size crawler seamers, so you can you can walk out of there with uh, a little four pack of mixed up stuff. This Drake oh, really start a hit, son. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I feel pretty good. Yeah, I can't yeah. Remember saying this, but I'm gonna say maybe we don't open whatever that other bottle is because yeah. that's, uh, that is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's starting to hit. All right, all right, all right. A Drake uh, would be hitting, son. Dude, it it does. <laughs> I, I love the bottle. I love the design. I'm a big Mad Men fan. It's like one of my all-time favorite TV shows, so I love that you got the, the Don on the front. And the old-fashioned, he is the reason that I picked up that, that beverage. Like, it, nice. I'll order it when we go out to, like, I don't know, bars and stuff. Like, Hammer and Quill, they make a pretty good old-fashioned. You need to come out with a real weak version. Call it the Pete Campbell, because everyone hated that. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this was the turd. <laughs> it's in an eight-ounce can. That's right. <laughs> Um, so as far as what's coming out here shortly, uh, Bell's has proved themselves um, with 16-ounce cans of two, two-hearted. Remember that time I'm when I said the Draper's right now. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, Still is. <laughs> this is always the funniest part of the show because like, we've been drinking at this point. So Zach's like, I've got to get through some technical things. I'm making announcements. Pay attention to me. Hop Slam has come out in 16-ounce cans, and I cannot wait because Double Two-Hearted is coming out in uh, 16-ounce cans as well. And I saw that Larry's got his final one-off retirement beer that's going to be coming out as well, but I'm pretty oh. sure we have to hit up, we have to go up to Kalamazoo to get it. Dave, you've been a crap beer long enough. Remember back in the day when Hopslam would come out in places like Fiddler's and other places, like you'd only get one keg in a just, small yeah. snifter. Yeah. Because it's 10.2% It's going to wreck your day, and over the last four years now, like that doesn't even bat anybody's eye. You're really? like, give me it all! That's just the start of double digits man like, right it's not all that impressive no it no and that was the thing that was like this is gonna wreck your palate you're not gonna be able to taste anything after this and here we are you know 
<laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> no. Um, speaking of Kalamazoo, though, if you're ever going to go up there, uh, January 29th through February 6th, I got two emails this past week about it. That's Kalamazoo Beer Week. So there's all kinds of events. There's like 70 plus events. I might be up there for that. I might not because I was supposed to go see Letterkenny at Miller Auditorium on Western Michigan University's campus. Yeah. My alma mater. Yes. I got an email 48 hours ago that says the event's been pushed back. Oh. Hey, check it out. Pushed back from a Friday night in February to Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, but I booked a non-refundable hotel room at the Radisson, so I still might have to go downtown to Kalamazoo and hang out. Dabble in a few things. <laughs> so I might just yeah. go down there and, I guess, hang out. So, yeah, I was I was like, oh. Dude. Yeah. I, well, I'm kind of jealous. Like, who's you got room for one more up at the hotel room? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, hey. Not even like a puddly brag or anything. They were the most expensive tickets I've ever purchased my entire life. I did it as a Valentine's Day gift, and then they are like, no, we're going to bump it back to Mother's Day, so it's fun for nobody. Right. Oh, cool. All right. So my Valentine's Day gift is out the window. Sweet. Thanks, COVID. Got to awesome. re-up on that. But at least yeah. you can you know, go up there and maybe hit up Kalamazoo Beer Week. Hey, you know what? You know what? Silver lining, Zach? Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just I, wanted I to go live it. so I could say, Bonnie McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's what I have for news and notes. I was going to ask Dave, Dave well, Michael from like a couple more months to like work out, like trim down, so I can catch Bonnie yeah. McMurray's eye. And she's like, "There's Warren Cluck from the beer show." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's up? Take me back to Letterkenny, Ontario. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do your chore in any day. I'm sorry, the Drapers got me again. Go ahead, uh, Dave Michael from Rue Brewing in Napanee. What do you guys have coming up? We have uh, several festivals coming up. Uh, first, it's going to be in a couple of weeks. It's going to be the Winterfest in Indianapolis. That's a good that one, I've heard. That one's awesome. That's one of my favorite festivals to do. Um, Kind of just for personal reasons, just so I can go hang out with my buddies that I don't get to see very often and, and drink some beer. But yeah. it's always it's always good for the company to you know. Right. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Put the name out there. Uh, So the week after that is going to be shelf ice in uh michigan city there that's it okay yep. yeah i've heard i've heard really good things about shelf ice actually uh jim moeller he's in the michigan extract extract grain association okay draper hidden you need beer like that at shelf ice man okay, that it's cold. is so i've only gone once so far and it was um like r- right before covid hit mm-hmm. uh and it was windy, and it was probably 15 degrees out, and it was miserable, but at the same time, it was awesome because it was miserable. It was just oh, this dude. community of people just chugging beers and trying to stay warm. This lady next to me caught her down coat on fire with the little heater that we had. So she- <laughs> like, what a it, story. It, it's nice when you go to a beer festival and it's nice out, but some of the most fun Dark Lord days I've ever been to... Where it was cold and rainy and people yeah. frostbitten, yeah. because it creates that sense of like communal mm-hmm. suffering. Where everyone's like, you know what, man, we're all in this together. Nothing matters. Everyone's wet. Everyone's gross. You're just like, this is this is what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. It's it's a really unique festival and a lot of fun, and it takes a while to warm up. So, would you re- recommend a DD for that festival then? Always, okay. always. Yeah. All right. That, that, that one's that. This has been our responsibility <laughs> minute here on Music to My Beers. I mean, there's a DD ticket for a reason. You just got to find the one buddy who's doing dry January or, or what have you. What, is there even one that goes past dry January? Like I think a, it's called just sobriety. 
Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Let's have my kids come pick me up. <laughs> hundred miles away. Hey, can you come pick me up? Yeah, you can drive. <laughs> Give me Get out there. Bucks plus gas money. <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for us for this week for music to buy beers, uh, dude. Hey, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to, to get the the indoctrination to the to the Rue Brewing down in Napanee. We're super pumped that now we can call you a friend and you'll come back maybe in the next couple of months. Absolutely. For our yeah, summer brewer series, we've got to do that again. Hey, he made it clear. He drives from Fort Wayne to Napa, and he doesn't care about gas money. Hey. We'll just be like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You love driving. You can't get enough of it. Getting Make over here weekend. is just a quick little jog, man. Yeah. For that Denver trip, we'll go out. It'll be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Down take my that. van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for Dave, for Zach, for myself, that's going to do it for Music to My Beers. Cheers. Cheers. Music to My Beers. Beer! That's what I need. On Real Rock 103.9. The Beer. A Bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.